Hi, my name's Jennifer Bro, and I'm a travel advisor, and I am so excited to share on Conversations with Pearl. Hey everybody, it's Pearl Sorenza back with you with another Conversations with Pearl and Women Successful Living. And today is so exciting for me because you, you guys know I bring amazing women on the show with you guys, but today is a dear friend of mine who is actually local. It's kind of funny. We're like probably 15 minutes apart from each other <laughs> doing this on Zoom, which is so cool. So if you're driving, I want you to listen really careful because if you are somebody who loves to travel, but you feel like it's hard to travel with your children, especially your child that maybe has some special challenges, I want you to know you're going to get so many tips and tricks today that you are going to want to take lots of notes you're driving, no worries. You can go back and watch it. And we have all the show notes there for you. But Jennifer Bro, like I said, she is a dear friend of mine. She's a retired army vet who served almost three decades. Thank you so much for her service uh, and all those out there. And during her time in the army, she served the United States all over the world. Through those experiences, she gained a love of service and travel. She excelled in her training and retired with honors Six years ago, she opened a franchise of Dream Vacations called JB Travel Pros, where she helps prov provide people travel the world with excitement. From coast to coast, Jennifer designs luxury experiences that bring her clients' dreams to life. Her love for globetrotting is something she shares with her family as well. And she has a new book out that we're also going to talk about. So Jennifer, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I can't believe we're doing this, Pearl. I, I know we see each other from time to time, usually in restaurants, we're eating, um, but I'm so excited to be here with you today, Pearl. It's I'm, I'm over the moon, overjoyed. I, I'm so excited. And again, like I said, thank you so much for your service. I'm a Marine Corps bride, as you know, and you know, yes. it's, everybody who serves and those that are out there still serving or have, we really, really appreciate all your, all your time and giving of your family time to us. So thank you again, Jennifer. Oh, my pleasure. I'm really excited, Pearl. Thank yes. you. Yeah. And congratulations on all your successes, too. I just want to know that you uh, manifest all of you put it out in the world, you manifest those and it might take a year or two years, but they do come uh, yeah. to fruition. And for all those uh, ladies that have dreams out there, keep working towards them because they do come true. That's so true. And I'm glad you, you started us off with that because, you know, that's really what we talk about here on the show is, you know, no dream is too big and no dream is too um, small. And it doesn't mean it has to happen today. It can happen a couple of years down the line and how it happens is totally up to you and the timing. And, and really the timing is what it's meant to be. Right. And so right. for, for you, like you served us our country and then you started this adventure, but you also have a family <laughs> at the same time. So I, Share with our listeners who are meeting you for the first time a little bit about your journey to what you're doing today and why travel. Well, so my husband and I, we both served. We met in the military. Uh, we had a couple kids and uh, we always loved travel. I think that was one thing. Of course, we have more things in common, but we always wanted to travel. We wanted to retire early, which we did through the military. And uh, we always took our eldest. Um, his first cruise, I think, was four years old, and um, he loved it. He loved camp, and even when we were traveling to our relatives, because we did a lot of that, we had our first kid when we were older, and um, he just loved it. He traveled so easily. It, it leads you into a false sense of oh, we could have a second child, but that's another story. 
And um, we moved around a lot in the military. I think those that are in the military understand that. And um, always a, an adventure. I always just wanted to see what was next. Where where are we going to see what's going on? And not just your community where you've moved to, but I want to see the world. I want to see what's out there. Who's out there? What's the culture like? What's the food like? And that's a great intro into understanding another culture is tasting food or hearing music. That's the easiest way to explore a culture, right? And language. I love language. And so that's where it really was fostered. Uh, I think back to when I was nine years old, we were always camping. That was our adventure. That was our vacation. That's what we could afford. But when I was nine years old, we did something different. We went to our first, I, I like to say overseas um, adventure, but it was Canada. And we saw Niagara Falls and we did the Maid of the Mist. And for those, it's on a boat and you're going near the falls and then you kind of move away. And then you kind of go to the falls and then you kind of move away. And are we going to go in? Are we going to go out? And you're feeling all this water dripping on your face and you're getting the excitement of, you know, the rush of a nine-year-old. Oh, are we going to go in? Are we going close? And I feel like that's where really the bug started is when I was nine. And my dad encouraging me to go places. So that's where it really fostered it. And um, I knew that's really, I wanted to see what was out there. So that's, that's so how it started. Fun. That's awesome. And I, the way you described Niagara Falls, so Jennifer knows, but my husband's from Niagara Falls. And I remember yeah. my first time on the Maid of the Mist. The way you describe it, it's like, ooh, are we going under? Are we not going under? You know, and right. then, you go, then you go to the caves of the cavern and you're like behind the the, the falls and everything. Yeah. And and like you said, like camping, all the things like that. I remember doing that as a kid too. It's always so so much fun, and I think that's for me where I got the love too of like I want a, an adventure. What's life's an adventure, right? And and so to to do those kind of fun things. So so tell us. So you you know you've got these now. You have two. You have two beautiful boys. And, Thank you. Um, you're welcome. I love following the journey. And so you know, tell us a little bit about your family, because I want to set up to the audience, you know, the travel piece and, and where you where your expertise comes. Not you're not just, you know, my grew up, my granny, my grandma was a travel agent, right? And there was things she did. And, you know, and this is before we have all the internet stuff that we have today, right? Yes, and so we relied on her so much. But oftentimes, people think, well, I don't need to do that. I can get somebody else. But I really want everybody to understand your family dynamic because I want them to understand it doesn't matter because I've had friends who say, I can't travel because I have my kids or I can't travel because I can't, you know, it's just too much. I don't know how to plan it. Right. So share with us your, a little bit about your family. And then yeah. I want us to go and talk about how you make travel happen for you and your family. Uh, thank you. So, yeah. So I, I know Pearl knows this, but um, both of our kids are adopted and not that that I'm not saying it doesn't matter. It matters, but that's just how we have our family. And that's our, that's how our family came to be. And uh, one is from South Korea and one is from China. And we did not know our little one had uh, special needs when we adopted him. He was nine months old, but at the exit visa at exit physical, our doctor did say he was delayed. I'm thinking, how can you know this? He's nine months old. Give me my baby. I want to leave. I want to go home. And, uh, but it's still, it started progressively. We started knowing, and, and that was a long process to get him a uh, diagnosed because Jacob is high functioning autism, autistic. And so it's very hard when they're high functioning because the, the, um, the things that are very obvious for our youngest one are hard 
to see when they're they're high functioning. But if you spend time with them, you're like, oh yes, definitely. Um, so it was very, very hard, a hard journey to get him diagnosed. And why do you want him diagnosed is because I'm not trying to sound preachy, please. That's not what I'm trying to do, but he gets other benefits and he gets some accommodations in school and it's really important so that he can get help. And that's why we started that journey. And then for our little Noah Bean, he, um, he came with the international adoption, but when you come to the United States, you have to go through that process all over again. And that was another journey of trying to get through the system because it takes time to get the appointments and we're in the military and we're getting ready to move again. So the pressure was on to push, to push the system. Really, that's what it was. What was it about? But so we had children with special needs, but Barry and I still love to travel and Jacob, he loves our eldest loves animals. So we like to have him earn experiences. We're, we give things. I mean, it's not that we're very cold and we don't want to give uh, presents, but we like to have experiences because we want them to explore and know that there's something out there in the world that while they have a different culture and we want to honor that and we share that with them, we want them to also appreciate other cultures in the world, that there's something out there besides ourselves in this world and also to give back to this world. So that's why we want them to be connected and and explore really what's be curious about the world. So that's how we continue to push uh, push their curiosity. And he loves animals. So he's always collecting crickets. Well, he wants me to help frogs and lizards. And I'm okay with that. Barry's like, my husband's like, I don't even want to touch it. I don't want to see it. What is that about? But um, I'm definitely doing that and helping that. But then we go and he earns swimming with the dolphins or feeding manatees in the Bahamas or petting stingrays. And we're swinging, swimming amongst the stingrays. So uh, last, we just did this in um, Christmas. We were feeding ostriches. So again, Yeah, it was so much fun. I just, we enjoy that, but it's hard, right? Because we have special needs. So uh, the first um, adventure with Noah was just going to a wedding and driving and staying at hotels. So I tell you, and I understand that it's, it is hard. It's hard out there and it was miserable. It was really, really miserable, but we learned through that and we make adjustments, right? We make adjustments and we try again doesn't stop us because we want them to see the world and we are not going to be beholden to our house. So we make adjustments, we try something else and we try it again and we keep trying. And so we got it down and we make notes and we improve and then we try something else. And I, I love what you said, like you want them because so the listeners who do know me and if you're new to the show, my oldest was born of my heart as well. And my youngest came through infertility. So, you know, that that story of adoption is so is so powerful. And, you know, and like you said, you I, Matthew was mixed race. So it's important for, as you said, for us as well to make sure they experience their culture and then other yeah. cultures. And and even if you're listening and your children are not adopted, we need to do that in the world. We need to let our children experience other cultures, experience the fact that some children are different than they are and and let them understand how we, I feel like as a world, that's what we're missing is we're not understanding each other's cultures, you know, and, and to learn that and, and learn something new about somebody in, in your circle and even stretch it out. Like Jennifer has said, where <coughs> she, she goes further out and, 
And I love what Jennifer said, like, we learn. So even those of us who with children who don't have these special needs, our kids put challenges to us all the time, right? So we have to learn from them and we have to learn what works for them. What works for one may not work for the other. What works for your child may not work for my child. So how do we learn so that we can enjoy the things we want to enjoy with our children and empower them to step out of their comfort zone or or what the world wants to limit them with and teach them and empower them to say, no matter what you know God has given you, you can do these things like go hang out with an ostrich or go swim with a manatee. You can, you can do these things no matter what's happening. And I think it's really awesome, Jennifer, that you are the example that you do that with your kids. And I, I, I'm with your husband. I don't need to chase frogs <laughs> and all that stuff, spiders and all that stuff. And the funny thing is, is I don't think either one of my boys, like I think Matthew somewhat, I mean, I came home one day and he had a snake in his, and he had snuck a pet snake in the house. I was like, yeah, no, 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 no pet snakes. I like, he was really like, I'm like, that's my phobia is snakes. That snake has to go. Right. So <laughs> you do that with them. And I think it's important. And if you're listening to the show and if you haven't listened before, I've talked on here, Jennifer, about finding something that your children love to do and making that special time with them. Right. And so yeah. like, Matt, you know, like around self-care, I've talked on this all the time about oftentimes we as parents, we say, I don't, if I do something for myself, then my kids think I'm not hanging out with them or they, people think I'm selfish, right? So finding those things. So like Jennifer is the example where she's found that her children love to go get these insects. So spending that time, that's actually self-care for Jennifer as she's spending time with her children as well, because uh, it's taking her out of the busyness of life and she's spending that quality time with her children. And I think that's so amazing. So, so amazing. So Jennifer, I want to talk about your book because I know it will lead into some of the, the questions that I think some listeners have like, okay, how do you travel with, with children that, you know, what it's one hard enough to try. I remember when we went on our first cruise with our boys and I was like, okay, it was Royal Caribbean. I'm like, okay, what do they have for the kids? And like you said, they had the kids club thing. I'm like, okay, kids club it is, you know, and, and we, yeah. and, they, and they loved it. They just thought it was so, so powerful. They just loved it. So tell us um, a little bit about the book that you've written. Tell everybody the name of the book and tell everybody why, why you decided it was time to put this book out to the world. So the book is called Travel is Possible because I believe travel is possible for everyone. And I wanted to really put something out there for those that have neurodiverse um, children. It can really help adults as well. If you have ADHD as an adult, this can help you as well. It's not just for children, but that was my target audience because that's where I live and that's who lives with me. But if you have um, ADHD, if you are an adult with autism, these um, tips and tricks can help you as well. And why I put it out is um, during the pandemic, I had to work with uh, my school with an individual education plan for my son. And I realized some people don't have the resources that we do. And I wanted to help this community. A lot of times they don't feel empowered to travel or they don't feel empowered to have these tools. So I really wanted to help them. And it's a very low cost book. So if you have um, a Happy Meal or something, this is the price of a Happy Meal. So it's really affordable. And I give a lot of examples through all the uh, modes of travel. So if you want to do something across land and all inclusive, a cruise, it goes through all of those modalities. 
That's so, I, I love that it's out there. Cause like you said, whether, you know, and it can apply to, like you said, as an adult, I think I haven't gone yet, but I, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, do I have that adult ADHD? I feel like I'm like, Oh, you know, <laughs> right? so, yeah, I know. So tell us, Jennifer. So what do you, fi- what did you find or what do you find um, is one of the biggest challenges with traveling with your, with your boys and how, so for the, for the moms that's listening right now and they're like, yeah. okay, I I got you, Jennifer. My kids, you know, are on that spectrum too, right? Right. So tell tell those that are listening what how do you prepare? Give us some tips and tricks that you maybe put in place to prepare yourself, you and your hubby, for travel with the boys. And then how do you prepare the boys um, and set up that trip so so it can be successful? And and let's be honest, it's probably not always successful. Like, like probably things no. happen on the trip, right? So right. walk us two through like how you would handle those bumps in the road. So the first thing is, is each kid is different, right? So you've already said that I have a, ch- I have a child. Well, both are teens now. I can't even believe it, but one is high functioning. So I can talk to him about the trip probably a week ahead of time. But my little one, if I say we're going on a cruise or we're going to go see grandma, whatever it is. I can't tell him a week out because he thinks he doesn't understand time. So he thinks it's tonight or he thinks it's tomorrow. And he's going to keep asking me all day, every day until we go. So I cannot ask him that. I can't share with him that. So that's the first thing is knowing your child and where he falls or she falls, either on the spectrum or Down syndrome or ADHD or whatever it is. So that's the first thing is knowing your child. Now, what what type of trip are you going on? This is where I help my clients at and talking to them about what their needs are. So let's just say you're going to go to an all-inclusive, for example. I think that a social story, I use a social story when we were moving um, in the military, if they were going to a new school or if we were moving to a new location. But why not use a social story for a vacation? So I love the social story aspect. And for those that don't know, it's like a little book and you feed it in there. I put a little calendar in there for my clients. I put in some words of who are, who's traveling with you. Are you going with your grandma? Are you going to meet your aunt and uncle on the trip? Maybe they're uh, uh, traveling with you or you'll see them on the trip. Then you put in there a, uh, what are you packing? Uh, and you could put your favorite things or they could fill it out or you could fill it out with them if they can't write. Like my 13 year old can't write. He can't read. So those are some tips that you could put in there. I love that. That social story. That is so, so, so cool. So, OK, so let's picture you're you're on a cruise. Right. And you yep. have you everything you've got, everything planned out. You've, you know, you've prepared, like you said. And I love what you said, too, about knowing the knowing your children, like one you can tell the day before the one that can grasp, you know, the week before. I think that's so powerful to, to know our kids and what triggers them and what helps them. It's so, so powerful. And so you're, you're, let's just picture you're on a cruise. Everything's going great. The kids, all of a sudden the kids have some sort of breakdown, like something happens. How, how do you, as a parent work through that and I'm sure I've seen it happen in grocery stores. I've seen it happen in different places. The people around you, right? Because they don't understand like the response from people around you. So for that mom that's still listening to us right now, that's sitting and taking notes and she's taking great notes, explain to her like what what are some of the things that you take out of your toolbox to say, okay, this is happening. Right. And while I might have had an excursion planned or or you know something at this time is supposed to be happening. How do you balance that out? How do you how do you 
respond in the way that's best for your child? Well, first, uh, Pearl, I would just say ignore everybody because it's, it is going to happen. I had my little 13-year-old clear the whole entire table. We were sitting with some friends that were in my network that we started traveling together. And he cleared the entire table. And that little, little, he's a little walking uh, muscle because he's so tiny still, even at 13, people think he's eight or nine. So he cleared the whole table. So you just have to ignore people. Or I even thought about carrying around this uh, little business card. I knew this. So uh, when I was little, my mom was talking in, a, it was like a Kmart type store and she was talking to herself. But there was this guy around him, uh, her and, or us, sorry. And he pulled out a card because he thought she was talking to him and he was deaf. And it said, I, please excuse me. I can't hear you. I'm deaf. Can you look directly at me? And she was just talking. Moms do this, right? I do this. I talk to myself. And so I also often thought about carrying a card around saying, please excuse me. This is what autism looks like. Because people don't understand or they think the kids had too much sugar. People say that around me or the kids spoiled. or He's not. This is what a meltdown looks like. He's autistic. Um, but what I do is I just remove uh, my son from all of the, and he's severe ADHD and OCD. So he's working against a lot of things. Um, and it's too much stimulation. It was probably too much stimulation for the day. So we just remove him. We use positive words. Instead of saying, stop touching, we say hands to yourself. So you got to use a lot of positive words. We remove him. We just let him calm down, deep breaths. We don't say calm down. I was recently reading a study saying that's probably the worst thing you can say is calm down. I know I hate it when people say that, but it never clicked to not say that with my children. And then we go back to our activity and, and we resume the day. And usually within five minutes, he's good. I love that idea of a card. I think that's something you better trademark that sucker <laughs> really fast for anybody who's listening. I think that's a great idea because then yeah. it, it, I think that's, I love that idea. I think that's powerful. And, you know, when you said that about your, with the with the card for your mom, I think I remember that when I was younger too, somebody had a card yeah. kind of thing. And I think that's powerful too, because then somebody would be like, okay, you know, and, and, and the thing that might happen is there might be like the questions of how can I help, right? When they understand, okay, this is what, and I really also believe that we need to understand what that looks like. Because if you're somebody, like you said, I, I remember when I was in the store with my friend and her son um, had uh, has, uh, was autistic and he was having a breakdown. And I just yeah. looked, I, I stepped back because she taught me to step back, let me step in. And um, right. I stepped back and somebody came over like, well, and I, th I remember something about sugar or whatever. I'm like, yeah, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, I just exactly. like laughed at that. It's like, you don't know. And so I love that idea of having that card. But, and also, like you said, the words, I remember, it's so funny when you said that about the change in the words, when Matthew and Nate were little, we'd go in the store. My parents would come visit us in Virginia and we always went to the Amish country. And you oh, know, yeah. the stores are so tiny and tight together. And we walk in and these little hands want to touch everything. Right. <laughs> and I would be like, look with your eyes, not with your hands. Like, cause you say, right. like, you say, don't touch. They're like, Oh, let me touch, you know, but if you, you right. know, change the wording of that. And I, I love that example too, of calm down because you know what? I get mad when somebody tells me to calm down, you know, right. like, calm down. I'm really mad right now. Why are you telling me to calm down? You know, it's like you trigger that person. So it's a great, great example. And, and so I'm glad you shared that because I, I do want our listeners to understand 
There's nothing that should hold you back. And I talk about this when I coach women too. Do not let anything hold you back from going after something you want, whether it's travel, whether it's a goal, whether it's starting a business. I mean, here's Jennifer. She has these two amazing young boys and I've met them. They are awesome young men. And you're welcome. And she... Like she brings them to some of the network. She brings them to events with her because she exposes them to those things that they need to understand that they're, they're part of this beautiful world and they can, you know, be in this world and they can enjoy what's out there. And, and Jennifer, I love how you create that safe space. And, and I think you're welcome. And for the listeners who are listening for the moms that are out there, I, you know, I grew up with a cousin who had Down syndrome and, um, and I had an uncle who, she was actually a twin. Unfortunately, what happened was she didn't get enough oxygen. Something happened with oxygen when they were an embryo. So I remember growing up, she was older than I was, but I just was so like loved hanging with her. And that was back when the Hulk was around. And I don't know, I might've shared this with you one time, Jennifer, but she, the Hulk was her boyfriend. So every Friday, my, my friends would laugh. I my, When I started driving, every Friday after school, I would go and hang out with her. She worked at McDonald's, so I'd pick her up from McDonald's. We'd go home, and she's like, we have to watch my boyfriend. I was like, okay, so we sit down and watch the whole... Now, mind you, all my friends are out at the movies and doing stuff. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm hanging with my cousin. That was like my... I love that for her. And and I remember I wanted to take her to Disney World and because we lived on the east coast of Florida. And I begged my uncle, let me take her to Disney World. I'll take, I'll, I'll create a safe space. We'll either get a hotel or, or let me help her camp. You know, let's go camping. And, you know, I knew she'd be fine camping and everything. And he wouldn't let me take her. He was like, no, you can't take her. And I was so disappointed because I was like, because I kept telling him, I know I'm 17 years old. I know it sounds crazy. The 17 year old wanting to take her. But I would love to take her and let her experience Mickey, you know, and who doesn't want to experience Mickey? And and to be honest with you, she um, she ended up having to go into, a, you know, a group home as she got older and my aunt and uncle passed. But I don't think she ever went. And I look back on that and I'm like, man, she missed out on so much. So that's why I just love I, I tell I refer friends and tell everybody about what you offer, Jennifer, because Jennifer does and can help you guys that are listening that feel like. I can't, I can't do that. Jennifer and Pearl, I can't do that. You can. And that's why I have Jennifer on today because I want you to understand you can go anywhere. It doesn't have to be a cruise. If you don't like to cruise, it doesn't have to be a cruise. You can fly in a plane, go across the country to Italy, you know, Paris, whatever you want to do, you, you definitely can do that. And I think it's important to understand that that's a possibility. And so Jennifer, now I think your husband's helping you now with the travel business, right? Uh, no, he, he basically, he doesn't, he takes care of, um, like this morning he was driving the kids to school. Our kids go to summer school so that they, um, because they do have special needs, we, they qualify for summer school to keep up, um, to keep their skills like emerging or not, uh, forget their skills. So they do go to summer school and they have therapy every day still. So the summer is not off for our kids. They, um, they're constantly, um, doing the things that they need to do. So he's out driving them today. He's their taxi driver. <laughs> and, and then we have doctor's appointments still year round. So we okay. have that this afternoon. So that continues to go, but he likes to dream. So he's like, Hey, how about this? Or how about that? So I think I'm like his, his travel advisor as well. <laughs> I don't know. And he keeps me going too. That's so but, cool. I know, but he's, um. so he does a lot of our, if we're going 
like we're going to Cancun this summer, he will do our own flights. So that's his job. He does kind of the logistics for our job, for our um, travel. And then next summer, we've been promising to go back to Korea for Jacob. So we're doing a huge Korea trip. We'll go for a couple of weeks next summer. Wow. That will be amazing. Oh, I can't wait for that trip for you guys. That'll be amazing. So I wanted to, we were kind of talking before, before we hopped on about your summer plans and what you have going on. And one of the things that Jennifer shared was they have the family trip and then they have their couples trip. And another reason why I bring this up is because some people think, oh, if I have children with special needs or I have children at all, I can't take time off with my husband by myself. And that was the one thing that Chuck and I did when our boys were growing up. I, I had a luxury of, I was in Virginia, I worked for a mortgage company and we had a contest every year. And for five years in a row till we moved here, what, when the contest started until I moved, I was a top five mortgage broker. So the top five got to go on a cruise with their spouse, everything paid for expect, except for your expenses, right? And so I, we would go on this cruise. We had two little boys. And so everybody was like, well, how are you going to go? I'm like, for the first couple of years, my mom and dad, you know, they came out and stayed with the boys. But one year my parents couldn't do it. So my neighbor across the street, her daughter was old enough. She stayed with the boys, right? So we yeah. find ways to make it. And it's important, I believe, Jennifer, that we make that time as couples, especially when you have other layers of what your family dynamic is. So talk to us and talk to listeners about what, why, why that is important to you guys to do that and how, what are some of the things you do to prepare those that are staying with your kids and, and prepping them for your time away? Thank you, Pearl. So first of all, I want to talk about when you're on a family vacation, still make time for yourself or make time for you as a couple. So we do that. Even if we go on a family vacation, we still do that. We either do a massage ourselves or a couple's massage. We do a specialty dining or even just go to a buffet or something, but we carve out time for ourselves, even on a family vacation. It's important. You can't lose sight of yourself. You can't lose sight of yourself as a couple. Um, So that is important to recharge, to rekindle to remember that you have an autonomy. You're not just someone's mom. So I I do want to mention that as a side. Now, as a couple, you do need to pour into yourselves, even if it's just three-day getaway, a three-day out in the Smoky Mountains, three-day all-inclusive, three-day cruise. It is possible. There are so many places that you can fly out of, um, drive to and fly out of, cruise out of, um, and that is possible. We do that at least once a year. My husband and I travel together. Um, sometimes it's twice a year. This year, I think it's going to be like three or four times. Sorry. We just, <laughs> we love to travel and there's so many um, great deals that we can find um, or try. I have to try new products um, so that I'm up and um, up on the current things whether it's a new ship, whether it's a new country, I just need to explore. Plus I love to travel. So it's a, it's a, sorry, it's a little thing for me that it's a, I don't know what you want to call it, a hazard of my job. I think it's a (laughs) win-win. But it's a, so, but you have to reconnect. It pours into yourself. It pours into your soul. It recharges you, but allows that reconnection for you as a couple. It's important that you take time. Even for us, if we don't, can't find a babysitter, we would do date days for us during the school year. If we couldn't find a sitter at night, 
we still carved out a time where we could have lunch together or breakfast together, even if it's 30 minutes so that we have that time, just us not talking about the kids, but each other saying, I love you to each other. That's a way to reconnect. It pours into your soul. It gets you reconnected to why you're together and why you love each other. That's great reminder. Okay. You guys, she just said it. I say it to you guys all the time, but you have to put self first and then you do your, you and your spouse, your, you know, as a couple, and then your children as well. It's so, so, so important. So there's, as Jennifer said, there's ways that you can do that. So I, I often talk about, you know, saying no to others or people think you're guilty because you're putting yourself first. And I love the example you gave of like, you know, make it work for you. Sit down and look at what are my family dynamics? How do I carve time for me? How do I have carve time for my spouse? And then also for my children. Like you said, if you can't get a sitter at night, what are you doing? You're, you're going on a day date. Dates don't have to be at night. They don't have to be nighttime dates. You know, you can go on a day date. You can go on a day massage together. Even like there's things you can do together to make that, to, to make that time for one another. Cause it's really, really important. All right. So let's talk about, I want to go travel. So everybody's listening is going, okay, Jennifer, I'm in, I, you've inspired me. I can travel with my kids. So where do they start? How do you take your clients through that journey of preparing to go? Uh, first of all, finding the trip they want to, you know, what's the trip they want to do and then preparing to, on that trip. Where do they start? What's that customer journey like for you? Well, when I, when I um, meet with a client, we, we do a, fr- a free consultation and we talk about what do they want to experience? I'm all about the experience. So first they'll tell me if they want an all-inclusive, a cruise, a land package. So they want to see I don't know. They want to see uh, Italy and uh, and Tuscany and they want to experience that. So what do you want to experience? What do you like? I want to make sure that I see. um, Oh, I recently had somebody that wanted to go to Greece and they wanted to see, um, of course, the forum in in in, uh, Athens. They wanted to see where the athletes were. They want to have an authentic um, they want to have an authentic meal in Greece. Um, they want to have wine. So I found a vineyard that they could celebrate her birthday on. They, um, love history, the, especially the 17 year old boy that was going with them. I shouldn't say boy, teenager. And so I found maybe an archeologist that could guide them through versus just a regular tour guide, an archeologist that could talk about not the Greek mythology, but how they were uncovering it and the tools and things that they were using to excavate the ruins. So it's those little touches that we could find. Not, I don't want to say not just because that's how I explored it because I didn't really care about the Greek mythology. I just wanted to hear about it and some of the times that were going on during, during that period. Um, but we had a wine, a winery and a special meal in the winery. And then we went over to Crete and they wanted to hear about Zeus. And so I found a private tour guide for them. doesn't always have to be private, but they were looking for something special and unique. And when I told them that and they were go, 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 they're like, oh, well, I love this. Can we extend a day? Yes, sure. Because I found a, a very nice resort for them. And they just tooled around for the day on them by themselves and ate some of the traditional food there in Greece. Oh my gosh. Okay. Did you guys hear that? Like she made an experience. Who would have thought to go over to another country and connect with an archaeologist. I mean, seriously, Jennifer, that's one of the things I love about her. And 
And um, I'm getting together. It's funny. So keep that grease stuff, those notes, because, you know, that's always been our bucket list. And I think we're going to try to do it next year. So I I just love that, you know, when you sit down with Jennifer, like she said, she gives you that free time of with her to just sit down and, and talk about what is your dream? Like, what is that dream vacation? And and what does what are some of the things you do and how can we make it unique? Because who would have thought about going for an archaeologist or even like finding a winery, you know, and, and Chuck and I, we always loved, that was one of the things I learned from my grandmother when we first started traveling and she, we, we did our first cruise with her and she taught me, this is like almost probably 30 years ago. She taught me about, you don't have to do the excursions off the ship. You can go make your own experience. And so she taught us get off the ship and maybe find a driver or, you know, somebody that can take you and say, these are the things that I want to do and, and find a way to go do that. So I love that you remind us, Jennifer, that we don't have to do the cookie cutter thing. We can make it very unique and very, a lot of fun. And I remember when we took the boys, um, I think it was in 2008, we went on our first cruise after we moved here to Florida. And we went to, um, I think it was called Rotan. It was over in Honduras. I think it was called Rotan. And they didn't have the port yet. So we we went up there. And I remember we got off. And I, I remember I want, I want a unique experience for the boys. I want them to see the country and appreciate what they have, right? I'm always about letting them see, like what you said earlier with your boys, letting them see the cultures that are out there. And so I remember we, we got the, a driver and then the person, the, the, his co-partner, she spoke English so she could explain what we were doing. And I remember driving with her and our boys at the, mind you, I think they were fourth grade, maybe fifth and, and second around that age. And I remember them saying, so do you guys have Xboxes here? <laughs> and it was such a, it was a great question because it led to her sharing her story. And you know me, I love coaching women on, you know, what is your story? How can you pay it forward? And she shared her story of like, we don't, we may have them here, but we can't afford them. And, you know, we barely can afford to buy our shoes. And like that, that led the boys to asking all kinds of questions that took them off a game and onto, well, if you don't have shoes, that hurts your feet, right? And so it like, so it was really powerful. And so I said to her, She's like, you know, they've asked really cool questions. Would you mind if we take them to a little shopping area, like where we go shopping? Because they were asking like, well, where do you shop for your shoes? And if you can't get the shoes like the Nikes and stuff. So she actually took us to a little village that's this little shopping area. And we went there and the boys were just like so enamored with everything that was handmade there. I remember they bought, a, I can't remember, they bought like a handmade chest or something and it was all carved out with wood and everything. So I love, I love that you, Jennifer, sit down with your clients and figure out how do we make it an experience? I think that's so, so powerful. So, all right. So our time is, is we got, we got a little bit more time. So I want to know what, say so you talked about, you're going to go next year to Korea, but what is your, what's a trip you haven't taken yet? That's like, cause Jennifer, okay. You guys, first of all, I want you to understand Jennifer, like she said, she does go. I love, if you're not following her, we're going to put all the links. But Jennifer does an amazing job of going to these, like I've seen people go on these ships and go, oh, look at this new ship. Jennifer takes you on the ship. You feel like you're standing in the room that she's at and she walks you through the room. And I think her husband is her videographer because he does a great job. And, and she walks you through that experience of the room, you guys. I mean, come on. We've all been cruises before. We know how tiny they are. But she helps you see that 
joy of what that room can bring to your life. And so tell us about that. Like, where does that passion come from, Jennifer, to because, okay, if you guys are in your own business and you know about doing your 30 second commercial, you need to watch Jennifer's because she is amazing. <laughs> She's so creative. But where does that come from, Jennifer, that, 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 that passion for wanting us to understand you're standing in this room and it's bigger than what you think? Uh, wow. I'm not sure where that came from. I, um, a friend of mine from uh, elementary school all the way through high school, she posted this picture when I was in this play from, I think that one might've been fifth grade where I was a townswoman with this flowy dress. And I had asked my mom to borrow her, back then they had cigarette holders. So you didn't actually put the cigarette in your mouth. And she had one of those. I'm like, yes, I need this darling to, to finish out my character. So I don't know where, I think maybe I was so dramatic, even as a little kid, I have no idea. So that, um, and then you, maybe you repress that as you get older, or maybe from the military, you know, you have their values and their goals. And, and you stick to that during the military. So maybe I'm finally bringing that out from my little fifth grade self. So maybe perhaps that's where it came from, from all the drama, darling, you know, from those years. <laughs> oh, so, so, <laughs> yeah, okay. so a little bit of an excitement and pizzazz. Yeah. I love it because it's so much fun because I'm, if you guys, like I said, you, you have to go follow Jennifer because if you really want to, to get an experience and look at some of the things she's doing, it's so, so much fun to, to, to do that and to follow along. So Jennifer, what is your bucket list trip that you haven't taken yet that you would love to go on? So there's two. I have one in the United States. One, I've always wanted to go to San Francisco. I love, yeah, I know. It's just bizarre, but I've always wanted to go to Fisherman's Wharf. I've always wanted to go to um, the, I, I always see the trolley cars. I've always wanted to do that. I've wanted to go over to the prison. And you have to be 12. So I've been waiting for my kids to turn over that. But then, you know, the pandemic slowed things down. But I've always wanted to go to San Francisco. I've just, I don't know what it is about it, but it seems romantic. It seems interesting. I want to try the food. I want to see all the things and be in there. And um, Alcatraz, of course, I want to see that. And just see what that was like. It's it's you saw this movie. I saw this movie with Clint Eastwood. So I have to be in that place and just feel what that was like. It, again, an experience. And the other one, this trip I had booked, I had nine trips booked again during the pandemic. But this one was, I've always wanted to go to Ireland. I want to see the Green Hills. Um, we're going to go to a sheep shearing farm, eat scones, um, have the tea. I'm not a coffee drinker. I know, but I love tea. And so we're going to do that. We're going to cross the strait. Um, I don't know if you remember Mary, Queen of Scots, and she crossed over this strait. We're going to do that too. So um, Scotland, Ireland, uh, England, those are the places I've wanted to go. And I'm doing that this year. I'm making it happen. Oh my God, that's going to be so much fun. I've done the San Francisco trip. Chuck and I did that for one of our anniversaries when we lived in California. And oh my gosh, when you are in Alcatraz and you wear the headphones, like they have headphones you put on your ears and you hear all the talk 
of all the prisoners in there. It's so powerful. You have to get the headphones. So, so much fun. So much fun. And my mom, that's her bucket list. She is on, She I, Ireland is hers. That's hers as well. So we're hoping, we, you know, we're like trying to prod her. Like, Come on, if you did, get your health going, we can get you over to Ireland, you know? So yeah, that's, that's, that's so, so much fun. I, I just love it. That's so cool. So Jennifer, tell everybody where they can find you at. What's the best way to find Jennifer? So I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I have my travel page at jbtravelpros.com. My last name's so hard to spell and my name, my mom only put one in. So it's very confusing. I don't know what it was, but I was born in the 60s. And so she, she tells me I'm special. So that's why she spelled my name special. So JB Travel Pros, that's where you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram. And I have a lifestyle page where I am all about the lifestyle. I am Jennifer Bro, and you can find me there too. Awesome. And we're going to put that in the show notes. So those of you that are driving, um, we'll put it in the show notes. And remember, you can also go to YouTube. You can watch us on YouTube at Conversations with Pearl. Subscribe and you'll get all the all the fun stuff that's coming up in, in our shows that we're doing. So I've already let Jennifer know that we're doing the Better Questions, Better Life cards. And I want to remind everybody, I get no, I get no kickback from this. These are amazing cards. There are over 70 cards. I, I've given them to my boys. They, they journal on them. They They've carried them in their cars. I journal on them. I pull a card at least once a day. If in the middle of the day, I'm not feeling like I'm having a great day or I just need a little pick me up, I'll pull a card and ask myself a question. So Jennifer, I'm going to shuffle the cards. You're going to tell me when to stop and we're going to read it. So here we go. Stop. All right. Oh my gosh. I think I know the answer to this. And I think you guys um, listening to Jennifer today, you know the answer, but your question is, am I enjoying the ride? Oh, I can't cuss, but I'll say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying the ride. I love it, baby. Listen, you can't, you can't go through life like a zombie. You have to step into your purpose. And sometimes you have to listen because I, um, I was kind of wandering around. Yes, I love travel, but I was kind of wandering around for a little bit saying, this is it, but I'm on this earth to do something. What is that something? And that's when I knew that it was to help the special needs community. That's why I had an event. That's why I wrote this book. But I'm, I'm on this earth for something. Yes, loving my kids, my family, my husband. Yes, it's, it is travel. But it's also empowering special needs families. And that's what my purpose is. It's to empower them, to help them, to lift them up. Uh, it's so, so beautiful. And I, yeah, and, and you do that every day, Jennifer. I watch it every day. I know we don't see each other too often, even though we're right in the same town, but <laughs> I follow Jennifer everywhere. We do it every day. She comes to events and that I do and back and forth. And so it's so, it's so true. What she said is she does exactly what she says and she's on this earth. And that's a reminder too, to, if you're sitting and listening, you know, we all come into this world with a talent. There's something you know, whoever your higher being is, for me, it's God. I believe God's put something in your DNA that says you have to work on this. I need you to work on this for you and also for me. And then if you don't work on it for you, you're cheating yourself. So if Jennifer didn't take her love from travel and and put it into her life and find a way to make it work for her and her family, 
She wouldn't be pouring it out now to us and letting us learn from her experiences what her talent is and how we, how you can travel, even though your child may have special needs, even though you're a family that may be, I, I interviewed somebody and um, she was, she's disabled, but she doesn't call that. She goes, I'm uni- u- uniquely abled. So changing the words in our life is what Jennifer's taught you today is change how you look at travel. You don't have to be limited by what you think your limitations are. Actually, they can empower you to have a better experience is what she's been sharing with us today. And so I want to remind all of you to take that time for you and your family to make an experience in your life, whether it's in the U.S., whether it's going across your state, whether it's going across your town or as big as a cruise or as big as Ireland. Do something in your family today because you all know I've been on here before and you all know that my story is I lost my son, Matt, last July, almost a year ago. And if there's one thing I was glad that we did today is we did experiences. We spent time with one another and it taught me and reminds me every day that you never know what the next minute's going to bring you. So while you're sitting and listening to us, if you've been empowered to say, I think I'm ready to take a trip. I want you to reach out to Jennifer. I want you to get with her and let her empower you for your experience because you deserve it and you need to stop waiting on the sideline. And so as we close out the show, I want to remind you again that you come into this world, you are a little rough on the outside of an oyster. You have to open that oyster up inside. And as you open it up inside, you have this beautiful pearl and you are a Shiro and a beautiful pearl. And I want you to go find your inner pearl greatness. Have an amazing rest of your day. Hi, my name is Pearl Sharenza, and I'm with Women Successful Living. And I want to tell you a little story. You see, once upon a time in the middle of COVID, I noticed that more and more women were overwhelmed. We were having to balance households. We're having to become teachers. We're having to work our job while we're trying to become a teacher. We were sitting in our home with our children and our spouses or our loved ones and feeling overwhelmed. We were lost for where we're going to find space in our own house. So I was feeling that this overwhelm was stressing women out more, that they felt like they could not have a Calgon take me away moment. They felt like everywhere they turn, somebody in the house would find them or their job wanted them on another Zoom meeting. And I just felt so sorry for these women as I spoke with them and felt the pain because I too was feeling sorry. I was feeling sorry that I couldn't go out and do the things I love to do. I could go out, yes, and take a walk and sit on my front swing, but I couldn't go to the community meetings and the fundraiser functions or go have lunch with a friend or go to the movies with my husband or just take a a moment away from everything that we're responsible for as moms and wives in our homes, right? You become that CEO mom and you're running a household. But then if you're working outside of the household, not only are you a CEO mom, And if you're asking what a CEO mom is, that's a mom who is running the household. Because let me tell you, you're not sitting around eating bonbons every day. You truly are running a business of a home. But then maybe you also work outside of the home. And here you are, you're trying to balance working in the home, working outside the home. And then maybe you have children and you're having to learn how to become a teacher because bless our teachers, they're trying to learn a whole new way of teaching through Zoom. And so as I spoke to the women in my community and my clients, I found they were also feeling all this overwhelm. They were becoming stressed. They were sitting in in the home with their children and their spouse, and they're going, I'm with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I love you, but I don't love you that much. Were you feeling that way too? 
So I found as they were feeling this way that I had to do something. And every day, about a month after into the pandemic, I decided to try something new. I decided to create a space where we could meet via Zoom. And yes, I know another Zoom meeting, really Pearl, but I just knew that was the only way that we could get together. And the rule was you had to go in a room where you could put a note in the door and say, I'm on a break. I'm on a timeout. Whatever you want to call it, you can make that note on your door. Because really, we have to take time for ourselves in order to really take time and care for our family, our loved ones, and our job the way we know we want to and we need to. So what I did is I created what we called our self-care Sunday evening. And it actually became Shiro's is what we ended up naming it. Because we as women, we are the hero of the house. We're the hero of everything we do for our family, our friends, our job, whatever that is that you're responsible for, right? But are you really the hero for yourself? So that became important to me. So one day I decided I want to pour into these women. So I brought them together on a Zoom meeting. We met Sunday evening, 8 p.m. We finished up by 9 p.m. We just had conversations. What was challenging them? What was the pandemic bringing up for them? How were they doing mentally? Were, were they doing something to take care of themselves? And if you heard me before, I say bathtubs and taking baths are not self-care, but really during the pandemic, sometimes that's all you could do was get in a tub with bubbles and take a few minutes for yourself, right? So as we poured into them, I, I noticed that they were starting to enjoy the self-care. They were starting to be less stressed they were starting to communicate better with their family and their, and their loved ones because they could communicate why they were taking time for themselves. They were able to communicate that it's not that I don't love being with you. It's that because I love you so much, I need time for myself. So on Sunday evenings, we worked on things about self-care challenges. We created a challenge of self-care where every day they had to do something. It could be something that took them one minute or if they wanted to, it could be something that took them an hour but it was their job to do something for themselves every single day. And then because of that, they, they saw that their family, they were worried that their family might feel, make them feel guilty. So we started incorporating ways that they could do self-care for ourselves as we also did something with our family, right? So in some cases, we found that we were sitting, we had moms sitting and just watching TV, silly cartoons with their children, that's self-care, right? Or maybe playing a puzzle game or putting a puzzle together. And then when it came to their spouses, we found that they were sitting and finding movies on Netflix or writing, playing cards, or even we gave them a challenge. We have a friend that has these great cards they are called Better Questions, Better Life. We even would pull a card and have a discussion with our loved one around that card. And then as they were working from home, some of the, our, our professional women were finding that their jobs were having much more demand on them that because they were home, they could actually kind of have more time they could grab for them. Oh, well, you're home all day long, so you really don't need to take a break. So they started finding that some of their jobs and their bosses were expecting them to give more. So we talked about how to set boundaries around our schedules. We talked about how to set boundaries around how much we want to be on Zoom. And as we did that, we found that the women were less stressed and they were actually performing their job performance better. They were having better and more improved relationships with their loved one, with their children. And some of them also had family that were in nursing homes. So we were creative on how to spend that time with their loved ones, but also making sure that they were taking care of themselves. 
So as we did this, I saw that it was a need that needed to continue. So even though the pandemic, is, as we know it today, is over, I found that the women loved this so much, we needed to continue this. And who knew that three years ago when I started this, that it would grow into what we have today, this amazing community of women that we still meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. We talk about things that bring us joy. We talk about challenges we're having in our lives. We're talking about things we're having to overcome. We have some women that are struggling in their marriages. We're talking about how we pour into them and how to help them work through communication. We have amazing, amazing guest speakers that come in every month. We've had Jane Pilker come in and talk up to us about our mind and the neurological part of our mind when it comes to our eating and our health and sugar and how it affects our body. We've had Sets and Tora come in and talk to us about the smile method and how we have things such as just the smile within us that can make things like mock acceptance where we're accepting things because we think we have to accept them. Like for instance, my loss of my son, Matthew, I never knew that when I created this group three years ago, almost now, how much I needed these women. And because I have this community of women around me, I met Seth and Seth taught me about mock acceptance. And he taught me that, yes, I was accepting the loss of my son, but I wasn't truly believing that he was lost. And I was sort of like going through the motions. So ever since I have put this group together, this community of women, we have watch the women flourish. We have watched them have less stress. We've watched them communicate better with their loved ones. We've watched them put boundaries around their self-care so that they can achieve the things they want to, so that they can put their cape on first as they pour into their family even better. And ever since we've started this self-care Shiro group, it has grown where we now at our retreats, we have women joining us during our retreats. We meet every year. We have a retreat in September. It's a pajama retreat. You come in your PJs, no makeup. You have about four days at the beach, sometimes the mountains, depending on the year. We just have sessions and breakout groups on how do we improve on our self-care? How do we continue to communicate our needs to our loved ones? How do we find what our goals are and our visions are and how do we bring those to fruition? Because how many of you ever sat back and said, I have this big goal and I really want to do it, but nobody believes I can do it. I want you to know that we believe in you and we know that you can do it. And so if this is something that you want to learn more about and come and enjoy a great way to end your week and begin your week, we'd love for you to join us because on top of our speakers, we also have an amazing meditation coach where she in, empowers us to sit down and just take some quiet time for ourselves and just be in our own space as we reflect on what we truly want within. And I am so honored to watch the progress and the growth that the women in this community have accomplished. And I cannot wait to see what's coming up for all of them and hopefully for you. And if this is something you would love to learn more about, I would love to invite you to come and visit us one Sunday evening. Like I said, it's a great way to end your week and a great way to start your week. What better to know that you've got a balcony of people sitting and waiting for you to join them, have a cup of tea maybe, and just do some laughing, maybe a little crying, but no matter what, know that you've got a girlfriend there to have your back. 
So if you're ready to check out the Shira League, I would love for you to join us. All you have to do is email me at pearl at wsliving.com. That's pearl at wsliving.com. And I would love to connect you. I hope today you know that we've all come into this world. We're a little oyster. We might be a little rough on the outside, but on the inside, you have a pearl. And I hope you find your pearl to greatness today as you become the Shiro I know you are. Hi, everybody. If you like today's show, I would like you to tune in to Self Care Shiro's and check out Pearl's newest expert, V Mindful. This incredible individual is bringing you some incredible content. She's a published author, speaker, and podcast host, divorce and dating again expert. You can listen every Thursday at 9 a.m. at 360 Talk Radio for Women. Make sure that you visit the 360 Talk Radio for Women website and follow us on Instagram as well. 